Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. All right, so uh, Pharrell on the bench, 844-843-6879 to get on the bench. That's your boy, um, Jay Berman, doing the updates, Mafia. Of course, we worked with Jay uh, for a long time at CBS, and we uh, even used to have Jay uh, stop by and do the show frequently when we were on uh, Howard 101 on Sirius. So we've been friends with Jay forever. And uh, we're glad to have him on Sports Grid doing updates and whatever the hell else that leads to. Hopefully uh, exciting things. Hopefully he's digging it. He sounds great. I'm glad he's part of the team. Got a great uh, crew of employees that work at uh, Sports Grid. People busting their ass to uh, give you killer quality skinny and information and entertainment every day on the TV and radio side. And uh, we're excited to be a part of it. There you go. So I always like hearing Jay on there the last few nights. I know he started. I, I don't even, I don't even know when he started. Was it last week mafia or something like that? Uh, last week, two weeks ago, something like that. Within the last couple of weeks, he's been on there and doing a great job. Really good. So I'm watching the Suns and Nets game. Very exciting. Also, I wanted to point out uh, one of the games I've had my eye on all night, um, and it's really at the end of the game. I could actually turn that game on right now on the Big Ten Network. I actually have that chance. Yeah, I've been watching that one the whole show here, that Northwestern-Illinois game. It's been tight throughout. You were right. Northwestern came to play against the big boys. They showed up, right? Uh, They were getting, what, 13 and a half, 14 points? Let's see what I got it at. Uh, I got 14 with Northwestern. They're up six, Illinois, with two and a half minutes left. And, I mean, if Northwestern can get a couple more buckets, you know, they got to score a couple more times. Otherwise, because right now, you know, it's starting to leak a little. And then when they start fouling, they're going to end up making free throws. And and it's going to get bigger, this lead. But I don't know if they're going to cover 14 because I took Northwestern in the 14 on the spread side and Illinois to win on the money line. So I'm hoping that uh, that happens. It's 65-59 right now, 240 left. And Illinois ranked fifth in the country, having trouble tonight with Northwestern. I told you on uh, Coast to Coast today, it's simple. It's a rivalry game. They hate each other. Uh, It's always been this way my whole life. Northwestern and Illinois go at it no matter how bad Illinois, no matter how bad Northwestern is. It doesn't matter if either one's in the doldrums or if they're both great or if one of them's great and the other one sucks, which is the case this year. Northwestern's awful, and they're 6-12, and 12, and Illinois 14-5. and five. They mean business. I don't know. 
you know, I've watched Illinois play frequently, saw Indiana, lose to them, whatever. Listen, I, they're ranked fifth in the country, and I think they're good, but I don't think they're that good, Mafia. I really don't. It's not like, you know, every time, you know, every time you play Illinois, you think you're going to lose. I, I just don't buy that. I really don't. We welcome in our radio affiliate, Sirius 204, Mightier 1090, Sports Map Radio, Sports Byline. Good to have you with us for all on the bench. So um, I have to tell you, Illinois, I you know, I just don't think they're that good. I really don't. Like, are you seriously afraid of Illinois if you play them? In the, I, we talked about this last night where they're going to be a number two seed in the NCAA tournament and – I'm telling you, that team's beatable. And, and you know, when I talk about Iowa, same thing. They always talk about how Iowa's this juggernaut. They score 90 a game, and they got Luka Garza. If they're so good, then how did Indiana beat them twice? At Iowa City, at Carver-Hawkeye, and at Bloomington at Assembly Hall. Indiana's not even good. And they beat Iowa twice. Indiana could barely beat Northwestern in double overtime. And Northwestern sucks. I mean, honestly, Mafia, are you seriously going to tell me that you're afraid of Illinois if you have to face them? Like, I mean, I think they're good. But, I mean, it's a two-point game right now. Northwestern's down, too. They're going to cover the spread as sure as I'm sitting here. If they're so good, honestly, like, if Baylor played Northwestern tonight, Baylor beat them by 20. Automatic. Maybe more, 25. You can't even argue it, Mafia. No, I agree with you. You know, to me, Illinois is similar to what, you know, we saw a while ago when Greg Oden was at Ohio State. I feel like it's the same kind of thing with Coburn in the middle. Like, they have some good outside players, but it runs from the inside. And if you get him in foul trouble, it changes the complexity of that game completely. Like, now all of a sudden, the basket's wide open for you to attack, and you can do a lot more things. So I think that's the key, is attacking early, getting that big guy in foul trouble, and that changes that team. It's a five-point game right now, 45 seconds and rolling. Maryland beat Nebraska tonight, 64-50, to 50, so they kicked their ass, and uh, Maryland covered the nine. Arkansas by 11 over Florida. That was a four-point spread. I'm surprised that Florida, you know, they were in that game. It was like a two-point game. I don't know how they ended up losing by 11. I'll give you the rest of the scores when we come back. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. There are 24 hours in every day. 1,440 minutes. 86,400 seconds. And we still have trouble squeezing all this glorious sports talk in. Have you thought about sleeping less. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
right, for all the bench. So I was looking at uh, Illinois is going to win that game. Uh, 13 seconds left. They're up uh, six. So Georgia beat Missouri by 10. I hit Georgia on the spread. That was a nice win for Georgia tonight in Athens for uh, Tom Crean. You know, I've said this on the show. I don't know how many times I got to say it, Mafia. Missouri's just not that good away from Columbia. They're just, I mean, and now they've lost their four in a row. And I mean, they're melting like an ice cream cone in the summer. Akron beat Northern Illinois by five. They didn't cover. Oklahoma State blew out Iowa State, 74-58. UConn, 73-61 over Providence. Arkansas, I told you, by 11 over Florida. I gave you the Maryland win. Uh, Southeast Missouri in overtime beat Austin P by five. Tulsa beat Temple by six. Purdue by 10 over Michigan State. Rhode Island beats Dayton by two in double overtime. They were laying three. Remember today, I was like, yeah, both teams suck, but I think they should be able to handle the three at home, and then they win by two. Go figure. That dirty three. Uh, Bowling Green beat Ball State 75-62. Toledo by 12 over Miami of Ohio. Kent by 7 over Western Michigan. St. John's won that game by 9 over Xavier. Loyola Marymount came back to beat Santa Clara by 3. St. Louis, 78-57 all over LaSalle. Everything else was canceled. As far as the NBA goes right now, that uh, Suns game, I had to get back to that. 45-32, they lead... Uh, the Nets now 47-32 uh, with about 8.50 left and rolling. Lakers by 8 over the T-Wolves land, 7.5. Celtics beat the Nuggets 112-99. Pelicans blew out the Grizzlies 144-113. I saw Zion in that game having some massive dunks. He had 31. He was 13 of 16 from the floor. That's because all he does is dunk. And God bless him for it. He had 31, 7, and 6. The guy's a killer. Uh, Ingram had 22. And uh, Josh Hart had 27. He hit six threes. Nice job by the Pelicans tonight. Raptors beat the Bucks 124-113. Blazers 115-104 over the Thunder. And the uh, Spurs and Pistons were canceled. Uh, the Spurs next four are canceled. The Hornets next two are canceled. It is what it is. So tomorrow, uh, the Spurs-Cavs canceled. And there were more games than that that were canceled. Uh, they just took them off the board. Anyway, so uh, I wanted to go back to this story today that we talked about on Coast to Coast, but we never really had time to elaborate and hear what you have to think of it, Mafia, in terms of... Uh, and I think you mentioned something today about it, but I just kind of more in depth because... Draymond Green opened his mouth and went off about uh, the players aren't respected, uh, that the teams don't respect the players, they treat them uh, terribly, uh, that they would uh, send out Andre Drummond uh, for the game, and then he's on the bench, he's not going to play, he goes into the locker room, comes back out in street clothes, and you know they told him they're going to trade him, so you're not playing, and uh, it was... It didn't go over well with Draymond Green. He, uh, let's let's play the clip that this is what Draymond said about Andre Drummond, and then I'll tell you what 
uh, happened after that, after the fact uh, Barkley got involved in it and started talking about it as well. And I'm sure that's going to send uh, Draymond Green back to the microphone talking about how much of a fat ass Chuck is. Here we go. As players, we need to be treated with the same respect and have the same rights that the team can have. Because as a player, you're the worst person in the world when you want a different situation. But a, but a team can say they're trading you, and that man is to stay in shape. He is to stay professional. And if not, his career is on the line. At some point, this league has to protect the players from embarrassment like that. You know, we talk all of this stuff about you can't do this, you can't say that publicly. If you say that publicly, you're fine. Anthony Davis got fined, I think, $100,000 or something like that for demanding a trade publicly. But you can say Andre Drummond's getting traded publicly and we're looking to trade him publicly and he's to stay professional and just deal with it. But then when Kyrie Irving say, oh, my mental health is off, everybody go crazy about that too. Do you not think that affects someone mentally? As much as we put into this game to be great, to come out here and be in shape, to produce for fans every single night, and most importantly, to help your team win, do you think that doesn't affect someone mentally? But as players, we're told to, ah, no, you can't say that, you can't say this, but teams can? It goes along the same lines of when, when everyone wants to say, oh, man, that young guy can't figure it out. But no one wants to say the organization can't figure it out. At some point, the players must be respected in these situations, and it's ridiculous, and I'm sick of seeing it. Well, there you go. And then uh, Barkley got involved and said, uh, I guess he went on Bill Simmons' podcast and said, I think Draymond's got to start learning you can say what you want to when you're the champs and you're in first place, but when you're in last place, you become the guy who becomes annoying. But he's got to figure out where they are because the Warriors are in the eighth seed right now in the Western Conference. And uh, obviously, he's playing great. He's averaging six points, 12 dimes, seven rebounds, and 1.6 blocks and 1.6 steals over the last seven games. And he's playing great. There's no doubt about it. Uh, he Barkley said that they get along. We're cool. I've said some things about him because I think that sometimes he doesn't appreciate the guys he plays with. He's a good player. I like him as a person. But I think sometimes he starts to think that he is a great, great player. Um, you know, I I don't know what that means. All I know is this. Uh, Green is a really good player. Uh, and, you know, I think defensively. And I think, you know, rebounding, blocking shots, steals, He's he gives it everything he's got. He's all over the floor. I got no problem with him. He reminds me of, uh, um, you know, Dennis Rodman to be honest with you. I know people may not like that comparison, but the reality is there was no one that I ever respected more than Dennis when it came to hustle, busting his ass, and playing defense and cleaning the boards, right? And I think, you know, Green does that. He's a harasser defensively, does everything. But I have to say that my – here's my problem with it, Mafia. You heard me today. I'm going to say it again. It's one thing – I have no problem with his feelings toward that the teams treat these guys like cattle – like they're, uh, you know, that they own them because they do own them. Uh, the reality is, is that uh, when you sign your name on that contract and you you agree to that contract, 
and you agree to all that bonus millions and you agree to the guaranteed bonus millions and you get your, uh, you know, Supermax deal or your hundreds of millions of dollars in your uh, new deal or whatever it is, don't tell me that uh, Draymond Green's not making all kinds of money, okay? Draymond Green is filthy rich. He's got more money than he'll ever need. He'll never have to work another day in his life. Any superstar in the NBA, and there's, you know, stars and superstars. If you're a superstar or a star, if you're a star player and you're not superstar, you're still a star player, but you're not a superstar, there's different levels, right? And everyone knows that. If you're just a good player, you make decent money. If you're a star player, you make tons of money. And if you're a superstar, you make supermax money, right? And when you sign your name on that dotted line, as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't matter what they do to you. It doesn't matter if they're going to put you in street clothes and trade your ass or tell everyone they're going to trade you. It doesn't matter because you're making hundreds of millions of dollars. Shut up. You sure liked it when you signed the contract. You hear him saying, if I want a different situation. Well, you don't get a different situation every time you want it after you already signed your name on the dotted line, bruh. All you do is complain and you're making hundreds of millions of dollars. Shut up. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Your search is over. You found it. What you've been looking for. The definitive culmination of the state of the art of, of sports, sports talk. talk. This is the winning edge. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. So right now, the Suns are up 66-45 on the Nets, and uh, I, I just I don't see it for the Nets tonight. I mean, anything could happen in the second half. This is you know, three left in the second quarter, but anything could happen uh, with the swings in the NBA. But I just, just, you know, no Kyrie, no Durant, and you got Harden trying to do it uh, with the hacks. I mean, let's face facts. Bruce uh, Brown and, and Jordan and... Harris and, uh, you know, Green and the guys that they uh, throw out there. I mean, it's a mess. Uh, without, I mean, let's face facts. Without, you know, Kyrie and Durant, they're nothing. I mean, that's just all there is. They're just another team. So anyway, we'll see if they can come back. They're down 20. So Mafia, going back to this uh, Draymond Green thing, like, like I said, uh, I have a problem with him um, – you know, first of all, I have a problem with him, like, you know, to be honest with you, going off about some other player on another team as if uh, Andre Drummond has anything to do with his team, the Warriors, right? So he's just going on his soapbox and absolutely freaking out about a guy <clears throat> that they were playing 
that was in street clothes because he's going to get traded. And it hasn't happened yet, but you know it's inevitable. Same thing's happening to Blake Griffin, and you don't hear anybody crying about that. But uh, it's shocking to me that he uh, went off on the tangent about Drummond. He's not even on his team. I don't even care if they're friends. My point is, if you're making $100 million, whatever it is that he's making, I mean, you tell me, Mafia, what his contract is because I guarantee it's pretty fat because uh, he's you know won three championships or whatever in the uh, Warriors organization. So I know he's making killer money. And the reality is when you make that much money, uh, I'm sorry, you're, you know, listening to him complain about the treatment of players. When you sign your name on that dotted line and you ink a guaranteed deal with bonuses through your nose and more money than anyone could ever dream of in their lifetime, and all, you know, he has to go out and play his ass off, which he does. I got no problem with his game. I got a problem with his mouth in the sense that he's complaining about the people that feed him. He's complaining that the NBA and the and the owners and the teams have a double standard toward uh, that they get away with murder and that the players get treated like crap. I'm sorry. Uh, I, you know, that's the way the world works in business. Um, you work at a at a place. You you can have a contract. You have no contract when when, you know, the guy that signs your checks decides that he's going to fire you. Uh, that's what's going to happen. You're going to get fired and you're gone. You don't run anything. Uh, Draymond Green does not run the NBA or the Warriors at all. I know he thinks he does because he's a brother with a big mouth and he thinks that he's going to change the world the way it works. But the reality is that it's not happening. He thinks he's going to change the NBA and change the powerful uh, billionaire white boy ownership model of we sign your checks and we're paying you hundreds of millions of dollars, all these players, you're not telling me what to do. And I'll tell you what, if I owned a team, I respect the players like nobody's business. I'm cool with players. I'm a player's owner, like Cuban's a player's owner. But do you think Mark Cuban's going to take any shack from players that he's paying hundreds of millions of dollars to, billions of dollars in player salaries? You think he's going to take any crap from anybody? No. You think George Steinbrenner was going to take any crap from anybody? You think Al Davis was going to take any crap from anybody? They'll fire your ass in two seconds. They'll cut your ass in two seconds. They'll trade your ass in two seconds. It's simple. The, the business of the NBA and the NHL and the NFL and Major League Baseball and whatever the hell other sport you want to talk about is simple. You can be traded or cut at any point, anytime, anywhere, any day. Uh, the world revolves around business deals and trades. And people that run companies do whatever they want with their employees. They'll fire them whenever they want. Uh, they'll send you packing right out the door today. And the reality is they could trade Draymond Green tomorrow, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Oh, some of them have trade, uh, you know, uh, no trade clauses. Congratulations. That's when you know you're a superstar when you got a no trade clause. Uh, you can't trade them anywhere. Okay, but I heard him crying about if you don't like the situation, you should be able to to go wherever you want. That's some bullshack. Okay, you sign that deal, 
you have signed up for, uh, you know, working for them and working through that contract and playing for that franchise. And that's as simple as it is. You cannot sign a fat deal, a superstar or a star player deal in the NBA, a supermax or a really kick-ass contract for a star player. You cannot sign that. And then two years later, start crying about you're not happy and you want out. Because you don't like the, you know, the chemistry of the team or the culture or the teammates or anything else. If you sign that deal to play for five years for an NBA franchise, whether it's Philly, Golden State, whoever, you have to live up to the contract. And if you don't show up for work, you're going to get fined millions. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. Mafia, I got a problem with him complaining about players not being treated well when they are treated well with hundreds of millions of dollars and they have carte blanche, five-star, their own planes, their own buses, five-star hotel. They stay at Four Seasons and Ritz-Carlton's, dude. They ain't staying at the Holiday Inn Express. These guys, uh, when they go places on their own, they go in on on corporate Cessna jets. They don't know what it's like to travel and coach with, with people like you and I. I mean, listening to this guy complain about how he's treated when he makes the money he's making is such an insult to me, uh, to be honest with you. There's nothing I hate worse than crying millionaires complaining about everything. The weather, their job, the people around them, standing in lines, not getting the vaccine, having to wear a mask, having to work for others, having to get along with others. Shut the Pharrell up. Shut up. Just shut up. This guy never stops talking and complaining and he makes tons of money. Shut your mouth. Honest to Christ. Yeah, I hear you, Scott. I mean, it there's some things to it that I agree with him. There's a lot that I don't. I mean, I agree. Like, yeah, it sucks if you know you're there and you're part of this team and they want to get rid of you. But you know what? That's the, like you said. That's part of the deal. You sign the deal to play with them, and they, and they have the prerogative to do what they want with your rights. And that's just not you know in the NBA or pro sports. You know, we could talk about that how terrible it is for that. You know, like you said, at least you're making you know for him twenty two point two five million this year. You know, a part of a hundred million dollar deal. Imagine you know we were places hundred million. We were, were places where you know. People didn't do bad jobs, you know, they just shuffled the lineup at some of our past jobs and changed the way they want to do shows and got rid of this show. So now the guy who's producing that show, oh, you were working in the middle of the afternoon? Well, now you got to work overnights and take a pay cut. And either you take it or you go find a new job. You know, people that are out in the real world have it a lot worse. So I'd rather be making millions and having people boss me around than making, you know, just regular Joe Schmo money and getting bossed around and have your schedule change or move to different time slots or different positions and all the stuff that goes on in everyday people's jobs. I don't agree with Barkley saying that, oh, well, you know, you can only really say anything if you're in first place. I mean, that's stupid. You know, like, if you're out there, they're putting mics in front of your face. You have the freedom of speech. They're asking you questions. You're allowed to answer. So Barkley's point about he can only run his mouth if they're champions is just stupid. But there's a lot of things that Barkley says that just don't make sense. But the whole thing with Green, too, about, oh, the way they're treating that, they're publicly saying this. Where? Where are they publicly saying it? Reporters are saying it. Maybe they have sources that have told them. But I have not right. seen a statement from the Detroit Pistons, you know, about Blake Griffin or the Cleveland Cavaliers about Andre Drummond saying, we are not playing these guys because we want to trade them. No, we know that. We can tell that because obviously the guy's not injured and we're at the deadline and that's what happens. But they're not coming out blatantly saying, we don't want you anymore, but we're not going to, you know, we're going to get you out of here and all that. They're not making any of those statements. That's just what we're taking from the situation. 
and the guy's not getting his money taken away. They're not saying, well, you're not playing tonight, and we're also not going to pay you because you're not playing. The guy's still making his millions to sit on the bench of street clothes. I'll do that. Do you know how much money Andre Drummond makes sitting on his ass per game, not playing, or if they're injured or not playing, uh, coach's decision, whatever, he still gets paid, and he's making, you know, more money in one night than most people in this country make for a living for a year of work, and that's working, right. you know, 50 to 80 hours a week. And I'm saying, oh, well, this guy's supposed to be sit there, and, you know, he has to stay in shape and do this? Well, yeah, that's why he's getting paid. That's why you're getting millions of dollars to be a professional athlete. You know, if, we, if we're not on the air, we still have to watch sports, and we still have to know what's going on, even though we're not on the air, because that's part of our job. Well, listen, uh, you, you know, the funny thing here for me is the funny thing here for me is simple. He makes a hundred million dollars. Did I not say when I was I, I said to you, I don't even know what he makes, but I'll bet he's making a hundred million dollars <laughs> and he's making exactly a hundred million. The guy has a four year deal for a hundred million dollars. That's insane. He needs to uh, realize what he's got. You know, what happens is, in my opinion, is. Uh, money changes people dramatically, and I've seen it happen five million times. It happened to me. It happens to everybody. It's simple. Money changes everybody. If you make a lot of money, it changes you. What's happened with him is he made a lot of money. He never acted this way at Michigan State. He just played ball. He never acted this way when he came into the NBA. He acted this way and started opening up his big fat mouth when he started making $100 million. Once he got money, then he got the stones to say whatever he wanted. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. As long as you can remember, there's only ever been one thing in your life that's been there for you. It's meant memories, family, friends. And yeah, we'll say it. Fun. Welcome to your home for talking sports. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, Pharrell on the bench with you. Sun's up 75-54 all over the nets at the half in the valley. And uh, Harden's got 20. And he's 8 of 13 from the floor, 3 of 6 from downtown. And it just goes to show you how, frankly, feeble they are without Kyrie and Durant because nobody else is doing jack. Harris has 7. Jordan's got 2 points and 3 rebounds. He's a 7-footer. He's got three rebounds. Tyler Johnson has three. Brown has two. He's terrible. Green's got seven. Uh, TLC, Lawawu Cabarro has uh, seven, and Shamit has six. I mean, none of them are doing jack. I mean, it's no Kyrie, no Durant. This is what you're going to get. Harden can only do so much. They're still getting their ass beat. Let me tell you what. This Suns team means business. Uh, Booker's got 18, seven of 10 from the floor. CB3's got 12, 3, and 5, and a 3. Aiton's got 9 and 6, and he actually uh, 
you know, I saw him uh, swatting shots. Crowder's got a block. Bridges got a block. Aiton's got a block. They got three swatted shots in the first half. I mean, they play some serious uh, defense. I'm not even kidding you. When you look at them, uh, 21 uh, rebounds. And then uh, you look at uh, 14 for the Nets. They're out boarding them, blocking shots, running the floor. Uh, They talk to one another. Uh, They rotate. They do everything. They... I mean, they read, they're talking screens, guys are coming off screens, a guy picks them up on the other side. Uh, they are as tough defensively as any team. You want to know why they're so hot? You want to know why they're so good? Uh, I just heard them talking, like, you know, Wade and and Shaq in the uh, halftime, just about how they're, like, they have a show that works at home and on the road. They got a game uh, that they play both ends of the floor, they got a big man who many believe doesn't do anything, but I, I don't believe that. I think Aiton's a good player. Uh, I think he's, you know, coming into his own. I think he's finding himself in the league. It's no joke, the NBA. And I think he's coming into his own. He can score. He can block shots. He can rebound. He definitely alters shots and affects things in the paint. Anyway, slice it, a seven-footer that's that athletic. He can run the floor. He needs to, in my view, demand the rock more. They got to bring the ball up the floor and give him the pill when he's down in the low block in a mismatch. And he can score. He can hook it. He can kiss it. Uh, he can finger roll it. He can tip back, uh, put backs. He can dunk it till no tomorrow. And then you got all these players like, you know, Booker, CB3, Bridges, uh, just. Tons of guys. They got a bench with Frank the Tank. You name it. They have all this talent. Monty Williams done a hell of a job, and I think they bought in defensively of how to uh, win in the NBA. I thought the bubble, many people may have believed that was a fluke when they you know, didn't lose a game in the bubble. But uh, I actually, when I saw him play in the bubble, I thought this is the future. This is what we're going to see this year, you know, the following year, I, what we're seeing now. Uh, I thought it was inevitable after watching him play and seeing uh, Booker explode into – he's a superstar now. Uh, that's all there is to it. Booker's just a freak, and he can uh, score on anybody, anywhere, anytime, and he does it uh, every night now. So I think, uh, you know, Booker's a freak. I, I did want to just, uh, you know, at the very least, uh, when I'm looking at his numbers and everything – for the season, 24 and a half a game, 3.8 boards, 4.3 dimes. Um, in his career, he's been a 22 uh, guy with uh, three and four. Now he's 24 and a half with three and four. So he's uh, taking his game to a whole new level. And uh, it's cool to see. I'm not a fan of uh, Booker's. I, I think he's a great player. All right, Mafia, you have to explain to me what happened tonight because. Uh, I didn't think for one minute that a team could be off from uh, January 31st until February 16th and not play one game. And really, they weren't allowed to do anything, right? They weren't allowed to skate. They weren't allowed to practice. When you get shut down with COVID, like the New Jersey Devils were, you can't do anything. 
So I didn't think for one minute that they would come out tonight at the Garden and kick the Rangers' ass 5-2. to two. I mean, they went at it and just absolutely did them. Uh, I mean, and they scored three in the third period and absolutely killed the Rangers. I don't understand. And look at who's scoring. Uh, Blackwell scores and uh, Buchnevich scores for the um, Rangers. Where are all the star players on the, you know, Rangers? Seriously, like, I can't keep up with it in terms of, you know, when I look at, you know, the Rangers. Seriously, you got, uh, in, in, you know, obviously, in my view, you know, Kako, you know, Kreider, uh, you know, guys, uh, obviously, bread fan. Uh, I, I just can't believe. Now, I don't even see uh, Panarin. He must not have played tonight or something. Was Panarin out of the lineup tonight, Mavi? Is that what it was? Yeah, he was out today. He's a little banged up right well, now, so he's been uh, he's been out. Zabanajad's a badass. Uh, they got the number one pick, Lafreniere, uh, Kreider, Kako, uh, your boy uh, Uncle Giuseppe. <laughs> I and you know I know uh, Buchnevich had a goal, whatever. But uh, seriously, they got all these guys that can play, and none of them do anything. I mean, how is it that the Devils, honestly, they don't play for 17 days and they come in and stomp you? Is it because they were fresh and they hadn't skated and they had no, uh, you know, no aches and pains, no body, no banged up, no road weary, no tired, no excuses? They just came in fresh as hell and kicked your ass. Is that what it was? Because how can you not play for 17 days? Hockey is about... being perpetual. It's about every day skating, every day morning skate, every day practice, every day game, you know, three, four games a week, uh, bus, plane, wash, rinse, repeat. How in God's name did the Devils kick their ass tonight? You know, it seems like we've had a lot of, you know, obviously there's certain situations where it doesn't apply. Like we've seen Buffalo come back against the Islanders the last two games, get their ass kicked. But for the most part in the NHL, we have seen a lot of these teams that are off you know, end up being the better teams and going on a streak when they come back. We've talked about that in the show the last couple of days with you know, teams like Carolina, Florida. You know, there's been a bunch of these teams that Colorado uh, has had their struggles now with the with the Golden Knights, but I think that's because they're playing the Golden Knights. I think they're if they're playing anyone else in that division, they'd be undefeated coming back from their break too because a lot of these teams, when they get that rest, it's not even necessarily the rest. You know, we've talked about it with Cam, with Dave, you know, with a lot of these other guys, uh, you know, with Dennis Bernstein, you know, all these teams aren't really practicing this year because of how condensed the schedule is, how jammed up it is. You don't have time to. You know, these a lot of these back to backs and you know, three and four days of these games where you're playing the same team, you know, two, three, four times in a row, or in the case of Coyotes and the Blues for ridiculous reasons, seven. But everything's so packed up, no one's practicing really. They're just trying to rest in between. So these teams come back and actually getting a practice has worked out well for them. But I can't just say it's that either. The Rangers just let the Devils take it to them. The Devils came out fresh, and they were setting the tone, and the, the Rangers were responding every time. They responded in the beginning. The Devils got the lead. Rangers responded with a goal. Devils take the lead again. Rangers respond again. And then after that in the third period, I don't know. I guess the Rangers just got dead tired because all of a sudden they put those three in there to just not only take the lead but take control of it completely. A bunch of guys who haven't even scored this year the ones scoring the goals too. So I don't want to make excuses and say the Devils were more well-rested. The Rangers are just off so far this year. Like you said, the top guys aren't putting in the net. They're not lighting the lamp with these guys that are lighting up, you know, that were getting goals left and right the last couple of years. 
something's just off with them. I'll tell you what's off is that they're one point ahead of the last place Sabres who lost again to the Islanders back-to-back. They got shut out tonight 3-0, but uh, the Rangers are, you know, precariously close to being in last place. And that, to me, is unbelievable because, uh, I mean, they got an expensive payroll with some of these guys, and uh, and they suck. I mean, that's that's the deal now. The, the Rangers officially suck. As of tonight, they officially suck. And it it got uh, what's her name? What's the chick's name that you talk to in the? <laughs> you hear her talking in the background, Mavia? I got your girl Alexa. Don't say her name because she'll start talking for like an hour. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Shut up! Turn it off, Alexa. Jesus. Oh, Can't say Alexa. her name again. Don't say her name. Just say oh. Once you say her name, she wakes up again. Turn it off. I don't know how to make it work. I can't shut the thing off. Stop the music, Alexa. It comes right back on. It's unbelievable. You hear it? It just won't. It won't stop. I can't turn it off. Stop the music. Alexa, turn off. It just, it just won't stop. <laughs> Old people with smart devices just doesn't go well. Listen, it's not mine. It's it's chops, and I'm sitting in here doing the shows, and I can't control any of it. I don't even know why it why it went off. I don't even know why I could have sworn it went off after I said suck. <laughs> Is that her cue? I don't even know. I don't even know what to say at this point. Yeah, the music uh, should play sound like it sucked. Yeah, but I don't even know what it was. I, I have no idea. It was making me very angry. Is what it was. And I didn't even. No, not you. Know, You're weird. so even keel. Well, I thought there was like two of them in the room. I, I, there's one behind me, and then there's one over on the other corner. I don't even know if they're the same thing. There might be two different. Like, there, there's a whole communist thing going on here. There's a whole. Get a hold of yourself. There's two of them. I can't. I don't even know what the other one's name is. It's some other chick. You know how they make different ones now. You got like Google's got one. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? They like, all have one. Uh, yeah. Apple's got one, and then the other one is this chick that I can't shut up. Do you want to blame somebody? Blame yourself. It's my fault. I'm the one that set it off. Capitals beat the Penguins tonight 3-1. to one. I bet on the Capitals today. Your boy panic button with two assists. Vanacek, 26 saves. Not Jim Dowd uh, played in that game at center. They listed him as the third star with no, no goals and no assists. He had a great game, no points. And he's the number three star. I've seen it all now. How about Eller scores, Vrana scores, Shiri scores, uh, but they don't give them any of the stars. They give the star to some guy that did absolutely nothing and had no points. Explain that to me. What he hustle. <laughs> I just don't get it. The Kings are up two to nothing on the wild in Lipstick City at Staples. I'm surprised at that because they suck so bad. And the Avalanche lead uh, Vegas 2-1 to one after two periods in Sin City. Saad with a, a goal that is the go-ahead goal made it 2-1. McKinnon early, one zip Colorado, then Pacioretty, the power play goal from Theodore and Carlson made it 1-1. 2-1, though, on uh, Brandon Saad's goal. So the Avs lead it 2-1 going to the third period in Vegas. 
And that's it in terms of the hockey tonight. Uh, for all on the bench. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. So here's the deal. Since the bubble back in uh, Disney, believe it or not, the Phoenix Suns have the best record in the NBA. If they win tonight, which they're going to, they'll be 26-9. and The guy with the rubber glove was surprisingly gentle. Utah, 26-10. and The Clippers, 26-11. and The Lakers, 25-12. and Portland, 23 and a 12. How about them apples that the Phoenix Suns, since the bubble, have the best record in the NBA? And I'm telling you. How do you like them apples? They mean business. How do you like them apples? See? A lot of guys went off tonight. Uh, Jalen Brown, 27, 5 and 5. Did you see the kid, uh, Edwards? What a game Anthony Edwards had. The number one pick, 28-7-5 and five in the loss to the Lakers. Meanwhile, your boy LeBron uh, did it again, carries the Lakers. A lot of people think that, you know, because AD's out till after the All-Star uh, break and whatever, that it'll just open up the floodgates for LeBron to win the MVP. He had 30 Points, 13 boards, and seven dimes tonight. 13 of 20 from the floor, and he hit a three. The guy is a freak. He's an absolute freak. Jake Crowder going off tonight. 15 points, 6 of 10 from the floor. And it's now uh, 87-69 Suns. I'll see you tomorrow at 4 Eastern on uh, Coast to Coast. It was great having uh, Mike McDowell on, the Daytona 500 winner today. You never know who's going to stop by Coast to Coast. And if you missed that show, we'll see you tomorrow night at 10 on a bench. Sports Rage is next. Good night, everybody. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.